Connection, the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. Good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play by play coming to you live on this beautiful Wednesday. Casey just clear here. We've got so much to talk about. We've got schedule changes in high school baseball series. We've got um, coaching hires. We've got NBA playoffs. We've got your mailbag. We've got so much on this Wednesday show. We've also got Brody Williams, new South Lafouche boys basketball coach, who will be joining us in 10 minutes. Talk about some of his plans for his new position. We've also got Taylor Griffin at 12:15, who will be talking about tarpon baseball, NBA playoffs, and whatever else Turtle and I get into in the foxhole that is our weekly interview with Taylor. Um, but the big news first is uh, the the weather. The weather is the big news. Unfortunately, South Lafouche is going to have to alter their weekend series with South Terrebonne because of weather. It's supposed to rain on Friday, 70-80% chance of rain on Friday. So game one of the best of three series will now be on Thursday. Thursday, game one between South Lafouche and South Terrebonne, a.k.a. tomorrow. (laughs) So the Tarpons and Gators are going to be playing game one of their series tomorrow at 6 o'clock in Galliano as the teams try to beat the weather. And then because of Friday's anticipated rains, the teams will get back at it on Saturday for the doubleheader if need be. So Thursday at 6, Saturday at 12, Saturday at 3 if necessary. So we'll see how that goes. <clears throat> I was asked, you know, <clears throat> how does this favor or, you know, not favor either of the teams? I think it's about the same for everybody. I mean, if you're looking for a little bit of advantage with the game being sooner, maybe a slight advantage for South Lafouche because – South Terrebonne threw Arsenal on the Tuesday, then threw Arsenal in the Plaquemine series as well, and then now you're asking one less day of rest for Arsenal in this series. Like, it could maybe be a situation where the pitches start to pile up for him a little bit. Maybe that could be a detriment, whereas South LaFouche really hadn't used a whole lot of their weaponry. You got Josh Pierce, who threw on the Monday against um, against Leesville. Then Ducher me through the Friday. Didn't have to work all that hard. Then Josh Pierce threw on the Saturday and only threw like 50 pitches. So the Tarpons maybe have a little more weaponry there, a little more of their quality pitching. That's going to be maybe a little fresher. Maybe that could be a factor. But other than that, I mean, it is what it is. Both teams are going to be ready. Both teams are going to be ready. Fatigue is for the offseason. Both teams are going to be ready to go. And I, and I contend this, and I, I said it on yesterday's show. I think I said it on yesterday. I've talked. Here's the thing, bro. Like, it's hard for me to understand and realize what I've talked to you guys with. Like, and it's hard for me to understand and realize what I've talked with other people about. Because everywhere I go, you know, I go to Rouse's and, hey, are the Tarpons going to win this weekend? You know, I go to, uh, you know, wherever. Hey, are the Tarpons going to win this weekend? So I, I, I sometimes forget what points I've made to you all and what points I've made to other people in the community. But I truly believe that the keys to the series are going to be this. 
Can South Terrebonne put the ball in play enough to put pressure on the Tarpons' defense? In the series during the regular season, they struck out a bunch. They struck out on Josh Pierce, I think as we said, 10 times. They struck out more than once an inning for the two games of the series. That's not going to cut it. They've got to do better than that. They've got to limit that to maybe half a strikeout an inning. They've got to cut that in half. They've got to be better in that aspect of the game. And then the second factor is, can the Tarpons get hits with runners in scoring position? When they do... They're scoring 10-12 on anybody. That's just the way that their offense is built. They're going to have guys on base. This is not an offense that you could just, all right, we're going to just throw a two-hitter against these guys right quick. They're not that type of offense. They're going to have guys on base. Now, the challenge is going to be, can, um, can they get that clutch hit with runners in scoring position to make that happen? That'll be the big challenge for South Lafouche this weekend is can they get those clutch RBIs, and can the Gators prevent them from getting those clutch RBIs? And then most importantly, maybe, it's a final key, when there are two outs, the Gators got to get back into the dugout. They've got to get back into the dugout if they want to have any chance because this is a tarpon offense, again, that throughout district has, okay, there's two outs and runners at the corners. Well, we're going to get a hit into the gap, and both runs are going to score, and then the guy who gets the double is going to take third on the throw, and then... One wild pitch later, he's going to score. and They just squeeze every last ounce of juice out of every inning. So the Gators are going to have to win. There are two outs, get back home and start playing some offense. If they don't do that, they don't, they, they're going to have a long weekend. So they know that, that and those are going to be some of the things they're going to have to do. But, again, that's going to be moved up 24 hours. They'll be Thursday night at 6 o'clock out at Eddie Blanchard Field. I expect the same type of crowd. I don't think that's going to change anything at all for those teams. Okay, so now we've got that out of the way, and you know we've got our other series that are going to be going on throughout the weekend. I haven't seen any schedule changes for any of the other series, but if any of that changes, I will be sure to let you all know. We've got Assumption taking on Lakeshore in the 4A playoffs. We've got CCA, who's going to be taking on Central Catholic of Morgan City. Their series was already expected to start on um, Thursday, so they'll be able to get that one in without an issue. And then we've also got Vanderbilt, who's going to be playing the Friday, Saturday against uh, St. Michael. So we haven't seen a schedule change there. If anything needs to be adjusted or altered, we will be sure to let you all know. So that's our high school baseball kind of snapshot and picture. Um, Now let's talk about um, some things happening in the world of of local sports. H.L. Bourgeois made a couple of coaching hires today, and I think that um, they're both noteworthy, so we're going to talk about them here in this segment. Football, uh, they, they promote Sterling Washington to be their full-time head football coach. They removed the interim tag there. Um, Sterling took over the, the HL Bourgeois football coaching position like very, very late last year. Um, extremely late last year. Uh, and and he, he did excellent with it. He did excellent with it. Remember, after the storm, Tawaski Anderson, who was their head football coach, decided he was moving out of the area. So, like, they're moving back into gray after the storm and are trying to figure out, hey, are we going to have football? And then, oh, yeah, we don't have a head coach. So Sterling takes over, and it's just, it's like a situation where no one's really expecting a whole lot, right? Everybody's just kind of saying, all right, well, H.L. Bourgeois is going to go 2-8. and eight, you know, or, Well, not 2-8 and eight because we weren't going to play 10 games, but they're going to go you know 2-6 and six or 2-5 and five or whatever. And, and you know, But at least they got the season in, right? Oh, H.L. Bourgeois had other plans. Sterling Washington did just a Herculean job with that team. They make the playoffs. They play exceptional football, consistent football throughout the entire course of the year. 
So Sterling, I thought, deserved to have that interim tag taken off of him long ago. Now, certainly there's, you know, things that go into that. You know, they had to figure out, hey, was this something he even wanted to do? And it looks like they got that answer. He's going to be their head football coach going forward. He's a guy that the kids rally around. The kids like playing for him. And I think that at the high school level, as much as anything, man, that's that's the biggest thing is can you get your best players at the school playing and can you get everybody all pulling in the same direction? Like we get so bogged down on X's and O's and, you know, are we going to run this play? Are we going to run that play? It truly is about, you know, the, the dudes that do the best are the dudes that have the biggest numbers and, and have the kids that are, you know, the right chemistry. The kids want to be there and they're all competing and they're all doing the best that they can for that common goal. Those are the guys that have the most success. And Sterling certainly proved last year that he's that type of coach for the Braves. So we're very excited for him and, and that team's future. Now, the second piece of coaching news around HL Bourgeois is one that I think is maybe a little more surprising. They have replaced, well, not replaced because he retired. Um, coach Peter Verrett retired as the head volleyball coach at the end of the last season. He's a coaching legend. He's won hundreds of games. He's won championships, district championships, state championships, whatever it may be. And the the concern is always, okay, well, it's hard to replace a legend, right? Well, they're replacing a legend with a legend. They're replacing Coach Verrett with Coach Chip Didier, who has been a, just a, a stalwart in this area. He has won also hundreds and hundreds of games, and he's also won championships and coaching for Terrebonne and, you know, coaching for, I think he might even coach today, Chell Bourgeois for a time. Um, so they have the situation where maybe the two best volleyball coaches in the area, one's going to be seceding the other. Coach Didier is a veteran coach. He's been around the area. He's coached throughout, you know, ma- many seasons, decades worth of seasons at the high school ranks. He's continued to coach summer volleyball and he's now going to be replacing coach Verrett at HL Bourgeois. So that's just, um, that's just awesome to see uh, that a guy that's at that age and that stage of his career is wanting to continue to do those things. So kudos to Coach Didier. Uh, kudos to HL Bourgeois. They get a couple of really good hires. And uh, we look forward to getting into the summer and getting into our fall sports and kind of starting that cycle all over again. It's play-by-play. Let's thank our sponsors, Ashley Barry, our State Farm agent and cutoff, the Blue Boot Rodeo. Southland Dodge and Homa Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Do friend building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Rouse's Markets get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. seven days a week at Rouse's Markets tastes like home. Buzz off the only all natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And Golden Motors where price is priority. Proudly supporting South Lafourche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. And 3T Oil Change, home of the drive through oil change. And they're our home run sponsor for South Lafouche Tarpon Baseball. Let's catch a break when we get back. Brody Williams, the new head boys basketball coach at South Lafouche High School, will be on the line. We'll get Coach Brody's plans now that he is the man in charge in Galliano. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. It's the Memorial Day sales event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams. Long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Hello, friends 
friends and family, Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. First, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for trusting us to help serve you in these trying times of post-storm recovery, and thank you for your patience during our expansions. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB 102.7 FM and 1600 AM. We go to the phone lines and we have new South LaFouche boys basketball coach Brody Williams on the line. Coach Brody, good morning, my friend. How are you? Morning, Casey. I'm doing good. How about y'all? Doing great, man. Uh, look, man, it, it, it was interesting and weird for me to say, uh, boys basketball coach Brody Williams. I'm sure it's still interesting for you to hear it. How does it feel, man? You're the new head coach of the Tarbs. There's got to be an awesome feeling. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a surreal feeling. You know, it's crazy to explain. Even, you know, even though I've been working here as an assistant, I knew, you know, the system, and I've been working with Coach Colley for, and I even played for Coach Colley. It's just kind of, you know, anytime something that's successful and long tenured, you know, like what Kali was, uh, it's just, it's just weird because no one's, you know, it's not, no one's used to it. So, yeah, I'm still kind of, and I guess in shock a little bit, uh, even though, you know, it was kind of expected. Um, I'm just looking forward. I'm excited uh, to to be, you know, leading my my alma mater's team. You've got some busy weeks ahead, bro. You got spring football coming up, then you got summer basketball coming up, and oh yeah, you guys still don't have a gym. So talk about what summer basketball is going to look like for the Tarpons in, in what's still a very unique situation. Yeah, so uh, we, we're still going to use uh, you know, Crosby Toads' gym. I talked to Mister uh, Kurt Crosby, and he he was very you know helpful, and he said, "Yeah, you can use the gym anytime y'all y'all need." I mean, he's been a blessing. For us this past season, I think he's going to continue to be a blessing. Every time you talk to him, he's always willing to help, and which is always good. You know, someone that you you know in the community that's willing to do something to benefit the kids, it's always awesome. So I think a lot of our practices, or all of our practices, are going to be at uh, Crosby Tugs, which is good because it's local. We have a we're playing in the Easy White Summer Team Camp. Uh, I believe that's June 10th. And June 11th or June 9th and June 10th, it's, it's that weekend in June. But we're still going to be going to school till June 16th. So it's going to be a little bit of a challenge, especially in the beginning. But, um, you know, we're not going to overly strain the kids. You know, there's a saying we always say, it, you know, when we're talking to Coach Colley and, you know, uh, you, you don't want to lose a kid in the summer. So we're going to let, you know, we're going to work with them. I know they're going to have many football's going to be working out a lot. They're going to have baseball games. So we're going to work with the other sports and we're going to try not to burn them out. But in the same, 
breath, we're going to try to get as much work as we can with the limited gym time and, um, you know, the other sports and all going on too. You know, those summer games and the team camps and the different things, man, like how important are those for you? Because what I mean by that is like you've coached some JV games and some freshman games and everything like that. So I know that you're ready for this, but just to kind of get those reps of, okay, well, when it's time to take a timeout, that's on me now. You know, whenever it's time to call a defense or an out-of-bounds play, you know, I'm either got to delegate that to somebody else or that's on me now. How important is it for you to, you know, kind of get those reps make sure, hey, like, I got this. We're ready to go. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think it's actually going to benefit me almost just as much as the kids, if not even more, just to get those real-life game situations you know, when, you know, when to call a certain play or, you know, when to let the kids play and not call the timeout, you know, different scenarios, end of a, end of a game, you're down two and it's your ball on the sideline. What are you, what are you going to do? Uh, you know, fouling situations, who are you going to foul? Things like that. There's a lot of things that go into it. Now, a lot of it during the season we game plan for, we know who we're going to foul or we know what play, you know, we pick certain plays we're going to run in certain situations. But I think in the summer it's good for, especially a new coach like me, to get a, a feel for his team and who he's going to go to and what some things we do well, what some things we don't do well, you know, and he's going to lead into the season. So I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, getting those reps as long as, uh, as well as seeing the kids getting those reps and getting better. Uh, I didn't mention earlier, but we, we're trying to also, we're going to do a couple scrimmages with Central Lafouche. So we're going to go play a couple scrimmages during the summer over there. And um, I know every – I don't think we did it last year, but thinking about maybe going back to UNO to another team camp where you get a lot of good reps against quality opponents. So, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm sure I hope the kids are looking forward to it as well. Very good. You guys return the leading scorer in all of Class 4A and B.J. Daniels, but you lose a lot of the supporting cast around him, which is going to put the onus on some of the other guys who you know maybe were junior varsity players last year or saw sparing varsity minutes to really step up. Talk about, you know, grooming some of those guys into their new roles, man. You're going to have a lot of new fresh faces who are going to be stepping up into, into varsity action. Oh, yeah. So, like, Jacob Curell, I know he can, you know, he could play. He's a good shooter for us from the outside. Uh, Hayden Collins is going to have to handle the point. That's some guys that's coming back. They got some experience last year, you know, playing. I don't think they played JV, but they got some varsity minutes. Uh, they played JV the year before. So, I think they'll be ready. You know, this summer is going to. Maybe test them a little bit. They're going to be three sport athletes, although they're both doing football and baseball. But hopefully, you know, buy in. And they all know, all the kids know that, you know, BJ is going to get his and he's a great scorer and he's a great player. But we need to get some of the other guys to step up. I think uh, a player to watch for this year is Nick Coleman. He was a freshman last year. Uh, I think he's just going to get even better. I mean, he's he didn't even play on the freshman level because he was – you know, he was varsity talent at a, as an age of a freshman. So having him banging inside with B.J. also is going to alleviate some of the pressure on B.J. Because now if you double-team B.J. in the post, now we've got somebody else that can score inside on you. So I think having that dual threat inside and some key guards that can maybe hit some outside shots, um, that's going to give us a good recipe uh, to succeed, I think. So talk about, you know, the skill set of your big fella, man, because, you know, we're talking about, okay, we've got Daniels on the inside. And, yeah, you do. But, you know, if need be, like if ever there's a team that's pressing and your guards are having problems or whatever, like he can handle the ball too. Like he's such a versatile player. He could score from the three-point line. He could score at the rim. 
that versatility is going to open up a lot of things for you all, man. Oh, absolutely. I think if, if we, if need be, like if we're playing a team that, you know, might need to slow it down or, you know, we could spread the floor and we can get BJ, you know, swing it a couple of times, get his BJ on the wing and he could penetrate or he can get out and run the floor and transition and hit, hit a three pointer. He, he, he could play pretty much anywhere on the floor. I mean, if we, if we need to alleviate, alleviate some pressure on our, and our team's pressing us, we can run him up the sideline, you know, pass it to him on the sideline and let him create. Uh, so we, having someone like that who can handle the ball, score from the outside, score from the inside, he got size, uh, and we got the other big guy to, to accompany them, which is uh, Nick Coleman. I think he, uh, like you said, we can use him pretty much anywhere we need. Uh, very versatile player. And a lot of plays can be ran through him, or uh, sometimes you can even use him as a decoy and get somewhat sneaky play in, like whether it be a shot in the corner for Jacob Puro or, you know, a backside post up or seal out by Nick Coleman inside. So um, I think it's just all things we have to work out. I think it's all things we're going to have to practice and, and uh, you know, make some points of emphasis during the year to. Uh, so we can succeed on offense. Let's talk a little bit of something. It's not even a sport that you coach, but let's talk Tarpon baseball a little bit. You had a chance to throw out the first pitch a couple nights ago. You played baseball at South Lafouche. I don't, I don't know if folks remember that. And look, whenever I went to school, Tarpon baseball wasn't great. I don't remember what it was whenever you were in school. I don't know if you guys had a good team or not. But whether you did or you didn't, you guys weren't as good as they are now. That program has grown so much. It's going to be a wild environment on campus, man. Talk about the excitement of having that sport humming at such a high level. Oh, yeah. Anytime you got a chance to make it to, you know, big time, like semifinals, championship game, and have a chance to actually win it, I mean, the community is going to get behind that over here. No matter what sport it is, it could be badminton or bowling. You're going to have people in the, you know, people cheering on the tarpon. So I'm looking forward to it. I know they got moved up to tomorrow, I believe, the game. Yes. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure it's going to be packed. I heard someone talking they're going to get some more bleachers from somewhere because they're expecting over a 1,000 people. And so I, I think it's going to be a great atmosphere for the community, for the kids. And I hope they go all the way. I think they have a good shot at it. Uh, it just so happens that, you know, they're playing a local team that makes it even better. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot of emotions, a lot of um, rowdiness. There's going to be some some um, some rumbling in the tank for sure. Yeah, very well said, dude. Um, next question I got for you, bro. Okay, you're an assistant football coach, okay? And you know, usually, you know, during football season, you're 150% in. And, you know, you're, you're, whenever football ends, you go to basketball. It's not going to be able to be that way whenever with, with you being the head uh, basketball coach because the seasons overlap and you know the season the basketball season can't start and you not be there and you know so how you're going to have to juggle like I'm not saying that you're not going to be invested in football Brody that's not what I'm saying but you're going to have to manage your time a little bit differently tell us about that Yeah I think one thing uh I mean it could be some long days for sure even when I was an assistant you know you go from one practice to the next and then I was doing freshman on top of that so sometimes I'd have three practices in one day. Uh, I think it's just, you know, first of all, you got to have an understanding spouse at home, and I, I believe she is. So it's going to be some long nights, some long days. Um, there really is a wrench in the situation is that, that, that the weird part of the situation is in October when you, you know, you kind of end the football season and then practices start. But I think that we could, and, and the, 
what I wanted to, the point I wanted to make was we might not have a gym by the end. So that's kind of the weird part. Uh, but I think we can schedule around, you know, football practices. And, and I know that I'm getting uh, Coach Chuck Crosby. Uh, what I was told for football is coming coach with us, and he's going to help the offensive line. So if I have to leave, you know, five minutes early, ten minutes early, he's there to, you know, pick up my slack a little bit. But I don't see it being an issue because we will – I'll be able to schedule practices at a time where it doesn't conflict with football. And when I go home, I mean, it's just, like I said, late night. It's going to have to watch some football for film. Going to have to get ready for basketball. Uh, the good thing is it don't overlap too long. So it might only be, you know, two or three weeks where really late nights or catch up work on the weekend or whatever it might be. So I- I'm ready for the challenge. I think I, I-, I, think I can do it, uh, especially if I have, you know, I-, I believe in the assistant coach I have, Coach Brett Crosby, still in search for another assistant coach. I believe they're going to, um, you know, help and, and pull their weight and do their part. Uh, and I think, you know, it's a team effort, so we all want to be in it together. Um, so I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the challenge. Very good. Talk about, you know, your basketball schedule. I know Coach Collis said he did a lot of the legwork for the early part, but you guys got to finish some things out. And, you know, there's whispers maybe you guys are going to only play around the district or and which would add some extra dates. You know, give us a rundown of, of, of how you're piecing the rest of your schedule together. Yeah, so we, we got two more open dates. I, I filled a lot of the dates because – we had had we were starting district on January third, so everything up until January third was good. I think there might have been one extra date we could have filled, and then district started January third until the end of the season. Well, I got a text, you know, maybe a month or so ago, saying that um, we only going one one round of district, so that means seven games. We have to find seven more games, and as you know, a lot of people do two rounds, and their schedules are filled and. So I, I had to email a lot of coaches, and some of them responded, some of them didn't. Um, and we filled a lot of those spots, and it just so happens that it's with mostly district opponents. So I reached out to, I think it was South Terrebonne person. I said, hey, I know, I don't know if you're having trouble scheduling games, but I am. Would you want to play a second round, or a first round game before district? Or would you want to play a game before district? And he said, yeah, sure. So I asked him, then I asked Assumption, then I asked Ellender. So I got a lot of district opponents. It's going to be likely playing two rounds, but it doesn't count for two rounds of district. So okay. I know that's a little bit odd, but uh, we still have two open dates to fill. Still find, trying to find, you know, uh, some teams that might want to play. Um, a lot of times you email and you don't get a response back. So <laughs> um, I'm still looking for those two more dates. Okay, sounds good. Well, look, man, we thank you so much for the time, and we'll chat again soon, okay, buddy? All right, appreciate it, Casey. Yep, that is Coach Brody Williams doing a wonderful job. As always, he's going to get that team in position over the summer, and we look forward to seeing what Coach Brody's going to do in that role. You know, it's easy to say, oh, okay, you know, we're going to keep things rolling and, you know, do the things that Coach Colley was doing, but everybody's their own individual, man. Like, Coach Brody's going to have his own little wrinkles and his own little things that he's going to put in there, and I'm curious to see what those things look like. And we're certainly very happy for him to be in that position. Reminder, we're also very happy to be in the position of hosting a 4A quarterfinal matchup this weekend. Join us for high school varsity baseball coverage, sponsored in part by Lafouche Parish President Archie Chasson, Orm Bar and Grill, State Bank and Trust Company, Rev, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, Joe Septic Contractors, Lafouche Parish Sheriff Craig Weber, Down the Bayou General Contractors, State Senator Mike Fazy, 
and Advanced Eye Institute tomorrow at 6 o'clock, not Friday, tomorrow at 6 o'clock, South Lafouche and South Terrebonne. Game one of the best of three series. The Tarpons trying to take a one-game-to-nothing lead. The Gators trying to come on the road and spoil that big crowd. It's going to be a wild environment. Can't wait to see how it shakes out. That'll be tomorrow on KLEB, 102.7, AM. The Tarpons will be throwing Do Share Me. Don't know who the Gators are going to be throwing, but we're certainly going to find out tomorrow. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll talk about the NBA games of last night. Then we'll have Turtle at 12.15. Then at 12.30, we are going to have our mailbag, and the Chief has just walked in the house. I don't think you're on the program here. I don't know what we got to do here. Boss, what's up? <laughs> let, let, let's get come on dude uh i know you're playing uh mr producer and host at the same time but i i you were reading uh our sponsors we had a couple of sponsors last night i don't know if you got the word on them officially no 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 Who oh, got benny it? b's uh who gave me a call benny b's y'all know where it's at uh on the tarpon pass uh benny b's uh American and uh, I believe Asian cuisine, and obviously they've got their little uh, refreshment bar. But uh, to me, one of the best sports bar, oh yeah, restaurant slash uh, atmosphere in in the region, and also uh, Dean, our good old buddy Dean Blanchard, nice. uh, seafood on Grand Dow. Now that 1600 AM is cranked up, uh, the people on the island had trouble receiving 102.7, but uh, they're they're catching 1600 loud and clear. And uh, Dean Blanchard jumped the board, and for fresh seafood, you can't get it any fresher than off uh, the boats at Dean Blanchard Seafood. We appreciate uh, their support of South Lafouche Tarpon Baseball. Wonderful. Yeah, I was told that we had two new ones. I didn't hear who they were, so congratulations and thanks to Benny B and Dean Blanchard Seafood for their support. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to – everybody says you, you're getting greedy on, on sponsors, but we're, we're, we're like the uh, Diamond Club. We're, we're trying to build the fund just in case – uh, whether we're wearing green or we're wearing blue, it's going to be tough to wear green, but <laughs> we're, we're going to, to sulfur one way or the other sure. to, to cover our local teams, but, uh, we're a little partial to blue and, uh, I'm looking forward to, to making the trip to sulfur, but I, I'll, uh, we'll, we'll carry the region's banner. Very good. Very good. Looking forward to that. And, and the games will be 24 hours sooner tomorrow at 6 o'clock. What, you as a player, put yourself in their position. Uh, the coaching won't change. I mean, you're, you're just moving it up 24 hours. But as a player, what, what do you think is the effect on a young man that's getting ready to, to do battle on Friday night and you, you're, you're, you know, all weekend you're focusing on that Friday night event and hopefully one Saturday event. Then all of a sudden you have to play Thursday. That, that's got to affect your mind just a bit. Yeah, yeah it's going to be curious to see. I, I think it, it could work and affect you in a positive way. I wouldn't want to have to wait. I would, I would want to go. Let's get it I, on. Yeah, I would want to go after. I wouldn't want to have to wait. So 
we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I just hope that it doesn't affect the environment and the crowd. I hope the people still come out. We've tried our hardest to get the word out. We're saying it here. We said it in the newspaper, Coach Gitros posted on Facebook. I hope enough people know. The newspaper, the Lafouge Thank Gazette. You. Thank you. Uh, it is very sad that uh, there's a media outlet, I guess it's published in Thibodeau or wherever, uh, they forgot about high school sports in this, this area for some reason. And I don't know if it's lack of sports writers. If they need help, we'll, we'll send them a... a <laughs> Uh, what is it? A freelance uh, floater? Uh, we, we, we'll send them a report, you know. Yeah. But it, it's a shame that these kids don't get the exposure in the newspaper, uh, the other newspaper, like like they do in the Gazette. And I'm going to toot the Gazette's uh, horn that y'all have done a, a, a tremendous job in the past 12 months. Thank you. And online and with the uh, the digital portion uh, of the media which really helps us, and we're helping uh, the Gazette by spreading the word, and I think together we will cover. We'll do Sherwood and Williams, cover the earth. That's right, man. I appreciate that. That means a lot. It's certainly a lot of work, but it's, it's a very fulfilling profession. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we will talk some playoffs, and then we've got Turtle, and then we've got our mailbag. We've got it all stacked out. It's going to be a great rest of the show We'll be right back on KLEB after this break. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. 3T Oil Change is an efficient quick-loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons! When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. 
Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Off. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Jiskler here. We're enjoying our day, and we certainly hope you guys are doing the same. We're going to talk some NBA playoffs. Ran a little bit long in the last segment, so Turtle, if you're listening, we're coming, bro. We're going to get you maybe at about 12-20-ish. Um, last night we had two games. Tonight we've got two games. Last night we had a game that uh, surprised the heck out of me, to be honest with you, and then we had one that didn't surprise me very much. The game that surprised the heck out of me was Boston getting a 109 to 86 win over Milwaukee. I knew Boston was good, right? I mean, they swept Brooklyn. Like I, I knew they were good. I don't mean to demean them, but we finally started to see the Bucks kind of miss Chris Middleton last night. Offensively, they were a wreck. They only made three three pointers in the game. Um, had a hard time stretching the floor. Struggled. Just 16 assists as a team, and 14 of the 16 came from two players. So only Drew Holiday and Giannis were creating offense. No one else was creating offense. Um, so it was tough. It was a struggle. That now that's now one to one. And after game one, like the Bucks beat the hell out of them in game one. And you're really starting to worry at that point. Like, like, is Boston really about that life? Like, are they to just kind of take advantage of a team at the right time or whatever? And I was curious to see how they would bounce back. And I, I'll be honest with you, I thought the Bucks were going to be close again. I thought this was going to be a struggle and a hard-fought, competitive, one-possession, late-in-the-game type of game. Nah, bro. Celtics just, just lined up with their season on the line and clobbered them. So now that makes this series very interesting. Can Boston bottle that up again? and take it to the road, or will Milwaukee kind of find their mojo again? This is going to be a fun series the rest of the way. I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes. Uh, the Bucks got to find ways to, to generate offense from the three-point line. You can't – look, Boston beat them. Okay, 20 times three, that's 60. Three times three is nine. Boston beat them 60-9 to nine at the three-point line last night. You lose like that in any stat in the NBA, you're not going to beat anybody. 60 to 9 at the three point line the Celtics beat them last night. That that's unsustainable for Milwaukee. That's not something you could ever win a game playing like that. That number is going to have to drastically be different going forward for the Bucks to have a chance. I think they're going to get better at home certainly. And I think Boston was playing with desperation, but that score surprised me. I would have thought if Boston won, they would have won by 7 8 points or have been close, hard-fought, competitive game. I didn't I didn't see 109 to 86 coming. So the Bucks are going to lick their wounds and they're going to get back home and try to get right. Now the game that didn't surprise me but maybe surprised everybody else. Remember I told you all I thought Memphis was in a good position despite losing the first game at home. Um 
I still think they're in a good position. They beat Golden State 106 to 101 last night. Warriors had a bad shooting night, 7 of 38 from three. I don't think the Warriors are as good as people think they are. They beat Denver. Oh, they beat Denver easily. Denver's without Jamal Murray. Denver's without Michael Porter. Like, Denver's a shell of their former self, and those games were tough and competitive. Memphis is a different level. It's a different, you know, it's a rise up in class in a big way. Oh, and you feel for the Pelicans. John Morant, who should be a New Orleans Pelican, who should have been the number one overall pick in his draft, scored 47 points, eight rebounds, eight assists, 15 of 31 shooting, five made three-pointers, 12 of 13 at the free-throw line. He was the best player on the floor last night in a series that consisted of Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green. He was the best player on the floor with his team's season on the line, needing a win at home. The game was tied going to the fourth quarter. Absolutely took over the game in the final frame. John Morant is must-see TV every single time he takes the floor. He was unbelievable last night. The best young player in today's game. He's 22 years old. He affects the game in so many different ways. I can't wait to see if he could take that show on the road. I think it's a year early for Memphis. I don't think they're going to win this series. I think it's a year early for Memphis. But that kid is absolutely must watch. Every single time he takes the floor, something crazy could happen. Just in these playoffs, we saw him have one of the best dunks we've ever seen. Now this 47-point performance, the kid has it. He has it in every single way that Zion Williamson doesn't have it. He's a gamer. He wants to compete. He wants to be out there. He's not going to show up 20 pounds heavy to the next season uh, training camp. He, it, he has that it in every single way that you want a player to have it. And every time he's on the floor, Memphis has a chance just strictly because he's on the floor. Will it be enough to beat the Warriors? I still say no, but they've got a puncher's chance just because they've got that guy in their locker room. Unbelievable performance. Tonight, we've got Philadelphia and Miami game two. We've got Dallas Phoenix game two. For the 76ers, can they score enough? Can they score enough without Joel Embiid? Can they find ways to get Harden loose? Harden was smothered and strangled in game one by the Miami defense. When Harden's not in the game, is there anyone else that's going to step up and create? Will it be Maxi? Will it be Harris? Shake Milton? Will someone create some offense? Because when Harden was out for his rest periods in game one, the Philadelphia offense just died. Or can Philadelphia play good enough defense to make it a sloppy 85-83 to 83 type of game? They can maybe win that style of game. Those are some things to look out for. The next thing, game, the game two between Dallas and Phoenix. Can Dallas slow Phoenix down? Dallas plays this slow, walk the ball up the floor pace, which is cool. It keeps you in games, but not when you're not getting stops. Phoenix scored 121 on them, scored at will in the first game of the series, and Chris Paul was not even really getting any assists or anything. The ball wasn't moving out of his hands. It was moving out of Booker's hands, and everybody was getting involved. Recipe for disaster. Can Dallas slow Phoenix down tonight? If they can't, that's going to be a short series because the Suns are not going to be afraid to go on the road and win at Dallas. If the Suns win today and they continue to just do whatever they want to do offensively, that can maybe be a pretty short one out west. It's play-by-play. We're going to catch a break. When we get back, we're going to go to Taylor Griffin. We've got mailbag questions and everything of the works. It's KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick timeout. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. 
The French Connection, the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, BuzzOff is here to save your summer. BuzzOff is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. BuzzOff Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 3 and 2 stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at viscom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, Abbeville, and Reserve. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's Shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market's feels like home. 3T Oil Change is an efficient quick loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons! Welcome back to Play by Play. We made the effort to get Taylor Griffin. Taylor's a busy man. He's working, man. He may have had something come up, in which case we may reach out back to him later on in the show and try to uh, figure something out with him. Um, let's go ahead and thank our sponsors, Ashley Barry, our State Farm agent and cutoff, the Blue Boot Rodeo, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Friend Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Rouse's Markets. Get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. seven days a week at Rouse's Markets. Tastes like home. 
Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. And 3T Oil Change, home of the drive through Oil Change, our home run sponsor for South Lafouche High School Baseball. We had two, despite what Truck thinks, we had two home runs this past weekend, and we hope to have even more in the future weekends for Tarpon Baseball. Um, so we talked about the NBA, and then we'll get our mailbag here in just uh, in the next segment of the show. So let's take a look at some of the things that are happening in the world of sports. Um, there's a story in Major League, or not in Major League, there's a story on ESPN.com talking about what's happening in Major League Baseball regarding some things that the, uh, the how could it, the gatekeepers or you know the executives of the sport are doing to the baseball home runs are down runs scored are down um batting averages are down on base percentages are down i don't know what's happening the pitchers didn't just suddenly get better <laughs> something has happened in between now and then they've done something to the ball major league baseball is always tinkering with their baseball and it probably needs to stop. I'm a big fan of MLB. I watch a lot of games. I bet a lot of games. You guys know that. Um, well, let's go to the phone lines here. Let's see. Let's see. All right. Good morning. You're on live. Is this turtle? Yep. Sure is. Oh, Hey, what's up, buddy? How you doing, man? We were just talking about something else. We didn't think we'd get you. How you doing, my man? Oh, good, good, man. Sorry about that. Uh, my work schedule kind of got flipped upside down today, and I, I lost track of the time, and I couldn't get off the phone. Don't have to apologize for being a working man, brother, but we want to talk to you about that big Tarpon baseball series moved up 24 hours, but I'm sure Big Blue will be ready to go. I'm sure the Gators going to be ready to go, too. The exciting weekend ahead. Oh, yes, absolutely. This is going to be a fun one. This one I cannot wait for. Um Thursday, 6 o'clock, sorry. Yeah, Thursday, 6 o'clock, moved up from the Friday because of the weather. Man, the Gators, how about that upset over there at Neville that they pulled off? Was not ready to see that, but uh, hopefully the Tarps are ready for them. Do you think it, it, it helps that you've beaten the opponent twice this season and beat them decisively twice, or do you think it's a hindrance in that you know there's maybe a risk of overconfidence or it's hard to beat somebody four times in the season? Who do you think that plays to knowing that, hey, you've, you've played this opponent twice, you beat him badly both times. Is that a positive or a negative going forward? <laughs> I'm going to give you the answer, the easy one that nobody wants to hear. It's a little bit of both. Um, positive, man, you know, you know what it takes. You know, you know what you brought last time. You know what you've got to do this time, or at least you think you do. The negative, it's bulletin board material. It's... It's you really going to let these guys get you again, you know, from the South Terrebonne standpoint, you know, it's, it's, uh, Hey, we, we have all these mistakes to learn from. We have all this film to study. We have all this game data. We have all this, everything we did wrong. We're going to make sure we don't do it again. So it's, uh, could go either way, man. It's, it's interesting. Just, Beating them twice in the same season so far, to me, going in as a Tarpon guy, it means nothing, man. It's a whole new game. These 
these really, really count a little bit more than the last couple times. This uh, you got to go in open minded with with just a the, the right game plan, not not too overconfident. You can't you can't go in overconfident on this one. So, you know, Coach Guitros has got his pitching set up. It's going to be Sheremy in game one. It's going to be Pierce in game two. We're not sure what the Gators are going to come with. Um, I truly think, and, and you, you know, you could talk about this from a baseball perspective or, you know, even if we want to relate it to basketball or whatever, in these types of series, it's going to come down to little, minute things that no one talks about. I think it's going to come down to maybe base running. It's going to come down to, you know, defense. It's going to be a small facet of the game that may end up deciding these things. Yep. Yep, the uh, man, the, the coaching is going to be a big factor. It's it's the little things. It's it's who wants it more and who's going to execute on the little things you just don't think about. It's just it's going to be more than just pitching and hitting. I, th- I think you hit the nail on the head there, Casey. It's going to the base running, the the laying down the bunt at the right time, down the right baseline for the right situation. It's going to be. You know, a hit and run. You know, sending a guy at the right time. It's going to be some serious, detailed baseball decisions. It's not just going to be who's going to hit it more. You know, this this uh, this two very well coached teams, and uh, it's I think it's going to be a battle, man. It's uh, it's going to come down to the fine details. You know, I asked Coach Guitros this last time we had him on, and I also asked Coach Chadman Art of Vanderbilt the same question: Is that you know, like, do you feel um, relief isn't the right word? I have a hard time finding the right word tags, but do you feel like almost like a comfort knowing that, hey, like everybody in our district that was a contender is still here. So, like, you guys are truly battle-tested and you've truly faced some of the best teams that there are out there. Like, there, I guess what I'm getting at is there's no surprises. No one could throw anything at you that you haven't already seen. Right, right. That's – uh. Yeah, kind of like you said. I don't know if comfort is the right word, but I mean, who who knows what the right word is at this point? It's uh, it's definitely, it's something. I don't know. It's uh, it's one less thing to worry about. You know, it's you've you've seen just about everything. Like you said, you battle tested. You've you've seen the worst. You've seen the best. You've had the best brought out in you by some of the best teams in the state already. Uh, not to say that that should, you know give you the confidence to take anyone else lightly but yeah it's uh it should make you feel a little bit better about your situation all right let's talk a little bit of nba the pelicans are out who do you think is going to win it all bro is look the suns look tough the warriors are the warriors i think miami with the way they play defense is getting underlooked i think they've got a legitimate shot who's your favorite right now oh i might get some some hate and some backlash for this but i think I think the Suns are going to do it. I think uh, kind of like how I had mentioned last time we talked about this, I, that Pelicans matchup, that wasn't a true first-round matchup, man. That if, if this if this Pelicans team was full go with what they had, and I'm not even like no Zion, is, there's no Zion factor at all. Just talking about the C.J. McCollum, the Jose Alvarado, the, uh, you know, the, the confidence and the success late in the season when everything came together, if we had that all year, you know, we're probably a four seed facing the Suns in the second round. So this may be the toughest hump the Suns have to get over all all playoffs until they get to the finals. I'm going with the Suns. Yeah, I think that it's hard to argue that, that, that their ceiling is probably the highest ceiling. They've got so much talent on that team, and they're so well coached. And 
Speaking of talent and well-coached teams, Coach Brody Williams is officially introduced as the South Coast Boys basketball coach. It's no big surprise. There were three applicants, but Coach Brody was always the favorite going in. We had him on earlier in the show. He sounds excited. How do you think he's going to do, man? I think he's going to do just fine, man. I'm excited for him. Um, I hadn't got, got the opportunity to tell him in person yet, but I'll just go ahead and say it now. Like, congrats to Brody. That That's huge. That's awesome. I'm, I'm super happy for him and wish him nothing but the best success uh, from here on out. Um, it's it's great to see that he got it. And, uh, you know, he's he knows the game well. He played the game well in his playing days, and he – you know he's he's got the constant. I mean, I remember I remember coaching him, and just from those days and even to now, you know, just hanging out with the coaches in the locker room after the game, hanging out with the coaches wherever we are after a big game in this past season. His mind is always open, and his wheels are always turning. He's always listening and learning new things. He. You know, it's it's kind of like that saying. You know, like if you if you're the smartest person in the room, then you need to leave the room. You know, with the rest of the saying, quietly meaning like go learn some more stuff because your job is never done. You know, he's that's him, man. He's uh, I think he's going to be great for the program, and uh, it's uh, I mean, I I can't wait to to see what he does. I mean, it's 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 exciting. You know, ha- happy that Coach Carley did what he did for all these years and congrats on that great story career. And I, I think, I think Brody's ready to run with it. It's, uh, it's exciting. It's an exciting time. Um, he, he mentioned in the interview earlier in the shows that they're going to one round of district play because they're adding a district team in Lutcher, which means they're going to have to schedule more non-district games. We've seen now one round. We did it a couple of years. Then we went back to two and then now going back to one. Do you have a preference any, like for me, like I, it doesn't really make much difference to me. I don't think district means a whole lot anymore. Certainly with the PowerPoints, every game is the same as every other. And Bro- uh, Coach Brody also mentioned something that is interesting, is that like he's still playing South Terrebonne twice. He's still playing Ellender twice. So even though it's going to be one round, you could still play the same teams multiple times if you want to. I, I kind of prefer it like, like this. Um, I'll tell you this. I'll give you a little peek behind the curtain. Um Maybe not a lot of people realize this. Now, look, maybe maybe things are easier, maybe things are different. But when I was sitting in that office with Coach Kale, I was I was sitting there and we were looking for non-district opponents. That was not easy. It was not easy to get people to want to come play you, and it was, you know, everyone wanted you to go to them. And then you know you try to skip. Well, let's do a home and home. Like, okay, well, where are we going? Well, why don't you come to me first? And, so well, they could oh, back okay. out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, to me, from like just the the whole business side of it, I think it's easier to play two rounds of district because that's the less games you have to worry about scheduling. It's done. It's already there. But um, you know, on, on the flip side, it's uh, if you can get that schedule full, man, the uh, the opportunities are there for you to maybe schedule the right teams and you give yourself a better chance. Of course, this has a lot to do with predicting the future and hoping you're right, but you could give your better self a chance. You could use this tool to set yourself up for a better seating, you know, going into a playoff situation by 
scheduling those teams who may not be in the same class as you, may not be in the same district as you, you're confident that they're very good and they're going to be very good against the teams that they're playing against, but they're not good enough to beat you. So I'm going to schedule that smaller 2A team who's going to test me, who's going to get me better, but they're not better than me. I'm going to beat them. And that's a 25-win team on the other end because of who they play all year. That's where you could twist this kind of situation to your advantage. Again, you got to win the game. You got to take care of that first, first and foremost, and you got to be able to correctly predict the future, assuming they're going to have a great season. But that is a pretty cool tool, I think, that can be used in this situation now that you have to schedule more non-district games. You know, it wouldn't be an interview with you if I didn't put you on the spot and ask you a question that you're not prepared for. So here goes. Um, Coach, <laughs> Coach Brody was saying that he's not sure if they're going to have their gym ready. And he's talking about, you know, the, the process of, you know, maybe having to go back to Central or, you know, practicing at Crosby Gym or whatever. What's your favorite memory in that gym, either as a player or as a fan, man? In the South LaFouche gym? Yeah. My favorite memory in the South Lafouche gym. Man, I was. This is the least prepared for anything I have ever been, Casey. Thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Probably. Okay, I got one as a player. Okay, what's up? Uh, Senior year, Thibodeau at home. Mm hmm. Uh, Now, before anyone gets confused, those who something may have just clicked in your head, no, I'm not talking about my junior year, the 05 season when... We lost like 15 to 13. (laughs) When when we lost 24 to 21 and they were nationally ranked and we held the ball all game. That was cool. Whatever. That wasn't my favorite memory. My favorite memory, the first time in my whole career that we ever beat Thibodeau, was my senior year at home. This is the 2006 season. We went in with a great game plan. Uh, it was close all game. There was never a doubt in our mind at any point that we were going to lose, but we were never comfortable enough to run away with it. And Thibodeau was still pretty good. I mean, they, they were a playoff team that year. They were still solid, even though they lost, you know, a couple of 6'8 guys or 6'7, whatever those guys were. They were tall uh, from the year before. Um, so I think it was, it was a very it was a very methodical game. It was a very perfectly well coached, perfectly well executed by the players. It was a very Coach Kale style game. It was in the forties, if I remember, like forty six, forty five, forty five, forty four, something like that. A one point victory, um, and it came down to free throws at the end. Uh, Lane Filinich got fouled we were in the bonus i think we were down one and he needed to sink one to tie two to win clutch free throws then we got to make a stop with like 20 seconds left they didn't score we got the rebound game over and at that point in my life that was the happiest most post post game most excited and just elated I've ever seen Coach Kale in my life. Yeah, that's awesome. And he was like, 
high five and hugging everybody, fist pumping. Like it was, it was a celebration because we had never beat Thibodeau before. And I mean, you talk about a tough game that just everything just went so perfectly. And it was, it was an awesome game at home. And it's, uh, you know, we, we didn't used to pack the house and sell out and have, you know, TVs going on in the hall, but people came to our games and it got loud enough in there. It was loud and it was just one of those, just for a second, it was one of those deafening moments where the gym erupted when we secured that rebound and we secured that win. And it was, uh, that's my favorite memory as a player for sure, maybe ever. Wow. Okay. That's very nice. Hey, look, for me as a student in that time, it would have probably been the year before when Paralu came down and we're all wearing Texas jerseys and having signs saying, go to Texas, and we're beating on the walls of the gym and defense, Tarpons, <laughs> defense, koala, koala, all game long. We were cutting up and having fun. Oh, man, that, those are some rowdy environments. The Some of the seeds of the beginning stages of the Cajun Crazies, those were a lot of fun. The teams weren't very good that year in 2005, kind of struggled. But, boy, the teams that came down the bayou knew that they were in a fight. Oh yes, yes. That that was the thing. It was uh, it was we were scary enough and good enough to keep just about every game super interesting. And even though the record didn't show it, yeah, everyone everyone knew they were in a fight before, and everyone knew they were in a fight after. And it was, you know, that there was very very few blowout losses. Everything was just so close, and then sometimes you just couldn't finish. Yeah, no, it's the way it goes. Well, brother, we thank you so much for the time. We'll see you at baseball this weekend, okay, pal? Yes, indeed, we'll do. You have a good one, and uh, as always, go Tarps, and God bless America. Yes, sir. Take care, bud. You too. There's Taylor Griffin doing an excellent job signing off at his trademark, go Tarps, and God bless America. Love to ask him to tell stories. He's a great storyteller, and he's seen and you know been part of a bunch of stuff. That was an awesome answer when I asked him his best memory in the South LaFouche High School Gymnasium. Let's catch a break when we get back. I got to get to your mailbag. And, and what I was telling you, by the way, we were talking about the, 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 the baseball and what Major League Baseball is doing to it before we had Turtle call back in. They've got to figure something out and stick with it because this thing of one year, the games are 8-7, to seven, then the next year it's 3-1 to one and no one can hit home runs. There's got to be some consistency there. You can't always be tinkering. The sport right now is different than it was last year, and that's not fair for anybody. We're trying to you know, create expectations of what to expect when watching this, and the ball and the sport is always changing. That's not good for anybody. But anyway, let's catch a break when we get back. we got you your mail back here on KLEB. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. If you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Time is money. 
Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belts and related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. 3T Oil Change is an efficient quick loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons! Rocking with some Vince McMahon music here on Play by Play. Let's get to your mailbag. If you've got a question for me, at Casey underscore Just Clear on Twitter, JustClearCasey at gmail.com. Send me a message on Facebook Messenger. Find a way if you've got my cell phone number. I'm not saying that on the air. But if you've got my cell phone number, shoot me a text. Find a way to get me your question. Question one, who are some players to look out for in this weekend series between South Lafouche and South Terrebonne? I mean, you guys know the regulars for the Tarpons, right? I mean, uh, do share me, Josh Pierce, Jonah Colley, you know, the Jacob Curall, Wes Alamon, Darren Doucet. Like, it'd be boring for me to give you that answer. Um, I think that one of the guys who's been sneaky good lately is Ben Martin. Three hits, three for four in the series clincher against Warren Easton. Ben Martin at the bottom of that lineup is capable of getting a big knock. And I think the Tarpons play well when Matt Lee is playing well. Matt started off the season on a scorching pace. He's got such a beautiful swing. Then in district, had a little bit of a lull there. In the playoffs, he started to swing it better. If Matt Lee has a big series, I think the Tarpons offense has a big series. He's one of the guys that when he's going good, that offense is going good. He's one of the keys. For South Terrebonne, um, I mean, you got to cool down Jackson Martin, right? You can't let him hit them to sulfur. If he if there are guys on base when he's up throughout the series, he might be in big trouble. Drew Petrie and Shea Petrie are the table setters. They're going to try to get on base for him. Logan Mallard, a big dude at the bottom of the lineup, he's got some pop. you got to keep him off of base. Uh, so this, those are some of the guys to look at. And then, of course, you know, uh, uh, Arsenal on the mound for the Gators. How long is he going to go? How sharp is he going to be? So those are some of the guys. Question two, do you think it's a lock that James Harden will re-sign with the Philadelphia 76ers? Very short because we're kind of uh, overextended here and we've, we've, we're kind of running a little bit late on our schedule. Yes, I do think it's a lock, and I think it's going to be for less than the max. I think that when Harden axed out of Brooklyn, he wanted to go to Philly knowing that that was a place that he could kind of settle out the rest of his career. So, yes, I do think Harden is going to re-sign with Philly, and I think it's going to be a team-friendly deal. I think he's going to do his buddy Daryl Morey a favor. Three, will Zion Williamson ever play with the New Orleans Pelicans again? I'm going to say yes, reluctantly. Don't 
at me on Twitter and show me all the links and the clips of Zion talking about how excited he is and how he wants to be, that that's PR. That that's in the streets we call that something else. And and and, and it's not a word that I'm allowed to say on air. Adrian Wojciechowski with ESPN said that Zion's going to be offered a contract with the Pelicans that's going to be less than the max. And that's where the things are going to start to erode. Zion has said openly and publicly and very pointedly, oh yeah, if they offer me a super max extension, yeah, I'll take it. That leaked for a reason. That was his team telling New Orleans' team, you either offer me this Supermax, I ain't signing. The Pelicans are reportedly not willing to go there because of concerns about the injury. They don't want to give him the fifth year. They're afraid that you know his foot issues are going to be more of a long-term problem than what we previously thought. There are some issues there in this offseason. I've been warning y'all for weeks about this. How many times have I said on this show, hey, everything's good for the Pelicans until the game stops? Because when the game stopped, that's when things start to leak about Zion. And that's when the waters get poisoned and people are stirring in that well and mixing that cyanide into that potion. And they're going to start dividing that locker room. There are going to be a couple of guys, oh, yeah, we like Zion. We're on his side. A couple of guys say, man, to hell with him. We won without him. The Pelicans had it good when things were going and they were playing games. When the game stopped is when everything gets divided This contract situation is going to be a big sticking point. Zion wants the full max five-year, $210 million deal. The team knows what I know is that he doesn't deserve that. He hasn't played his way to that yet. That's going to be a big sticking point, and that's going to be the biggest thing this team has to deal with in the offseason is how do you manage that, keep him on board, while also not fully committing to that monstrous deal that could potentially do big harm to your cap in the future. Next question. Casey, what are your thoughts on Coach G. Cassard saying on yesterday's show that the split may be lifted soon? Um, First and foremost, uh, I, if there's anybody that I respect their opinion more than G. Cassard, I don't know who it would be. Like, I, If that man tells me that it's, that it's fairly close, then I would be inclined to believe it. Um, because he he certainly has a pulse on what's happening and what's going on within the sport, and he's you know, an amazing coach. And I told you yesterday, an amazing dude, like a great person. Um, but I, I I go to the meetings, man. Like I go to the annual convention, and every time they bring up the vote to try to get rid of it, the split that is, the vote's wider than it was the time before. Like there's always this momentum, like oh, it's gonna be different this time. And then we vote, and it's like 64% say split, 36% say not. Like, there's a big gulf there. Now, was G referencing getting back together strictly for baseball? Maybe there's an opportunity there. I don't know if the LHSA would allow that to come back together just for one sport. I don't know. But I just have a hard time seeing football being back together anytime soon. Like, I feel like the 1A, 2A, 3A schools – are kind of happy knowing that, hey, if we have a great season, we don't have to run into Lafayette Christian or University Lab or any of those big-time programs. I I just don't think that that's going to be something that's going to happen. So I don't know. Maybe he's right, and if so, yeah, more power to him. It would be great. But I I, I don't think it's as imminent maybe as, as, as we were kind of conversing about there yesterday. 
Next question, can anyone beat the Phoenix Suns? Well, Taylor doesn't think so. We had him on in the last segment. He picked them to win it all. It's hard to disagree, man. And like, like I said, I, I think their ceiling is the highest ceiling. When they're rolling, they're playing with pace, and Chris Paul's getting out in transition. He's kicking it to Booker, and they're getting bridges going, and Crowder's making shots, and Aiton's making, you know, scoring buckets in the middle, and they're tough. <laughs> they're tough. Now, can Miami, if that's the matchup in the finals, can Miami – make Chris Paul and Booker uncomfortable enough with the switches and the versatility of their defense to throw that out of whack. Because that's the thing about Phoenix is that it's so guard heavy. If you take Paul and Booker out of the mix and limit them, those other role players really wilt in a hurry. Like Bridges and Aiton, they're fully 100% dependent on Chris Paul and Devin Booker playing well. They're not going to create any offense on their own. So I lean Phoenix, but I to say can anyone beat them, I, I don't think they're invincible. I don't think they're a lock or a shoe in. They're going to have to work. They're going to be some six- and seven-game series. They're my favorites, but I do think there are a handful of teams in the NBA that could potentially beat them and knock them off. Last question today. Casey, what are your thoughts on the Saints draft? Um, it's all right. I mean, it's I look, I don't do the whole – all right, man, you, you you messed up your draft. You know your your draft was awful, or you know your draft was great. I don't do that stuff until I actually you know see the dudes play. <laughs> I think that so many times, you know, we often see after the draft, oh, this team got an F, this team got a C plus, this team got a B minus, this team got an A minus. But very rarely do we see the drafts graded after the guys actually play. How often does the team that gets the C minus you know draft grade end up actually earning an A because their guys pan out? Mel Kuyper won't tell you when he's wrong. He's going, he's going to make a loud statement after the draft, but if he messes one up and says that this fourth-round guy was a bust um, or is going to be a bust and the fourth-round guy ends up being a pro bowler, we don't ever hear about that. So I'm not going to openly – like I think they got guys at positions that they needed. Do I think that they paid a steep price for it? Yeah, you gave up your next year's first-round pick. That's risky. If Jameis Winston goes down and you have quarterback issues all year, that could be a really good – piece of real estate for somebody that's risky but I also know you're a team that doesn't have a whole lot of holes so you didn't need a 10-person draft class right you needed an offensive lineman you needed a receiver you got both you needed a safety assigned to Ron Matthew like you don't have a whole lot of holes so I'm kind of okay with sacrificing some of that so I think they did okay I think they did okay and and you know certainly the time will tell and and we'll see if they they could survive that it's play-by-play here on KLEB. We'll be right back after this with your betting picks. We'll wrap up the show with well, one more segment coming up out of this break. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. It's the Memorial Day sales event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams, long-lasting new pickups, or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. You have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, 
bed bugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. At Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center, we're improving the health and well-being of the region one person at a time. And this means more game time, more first times, more crunch time, more face time, and more party time. Isn't it time you started living your best life? Change starts here at Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center. I know I told this story already, so bear with me if you remember hearing it. But every time I hear this song in particular, which is Tom Sawyer, I think of Golden Medal Junior High, not middle school, junior high school basketball. I think of Coach Monty Larill, who was the coach there whenever I was in school. I think of Rory Guidry and Royce Guidry and Ryan Petrie and... Uh, uh, let's see, Dirk Guidry and Jared Kiger and Jace Brunet and Cody Dewey and all the people that played for Golden Meadow at the time that I was there. I was a manager on the team at, at the time. I think of all of those people. It gives me wonderful fond memories of my childhood. But anyway, it's play-by-play, and you guys are wanting betting picks, not me reminiscing. So let's get out of the way and get to your picks. Um, I like over 10.5 runs today right out of the gate, over 10.5 runs between the Nationals and the Rockies. Um, baseballs are watered down. Teams aren't scoring runs, but teams are still scoring runs in cores. Patrick Corbin is throwing for Washington. He's horrible. Uh, A whip of over two. He's terrible. Um, Colorado's offense should tee off on him. Washington should get enough runs from their own offense to carry this one over. I like over 10 and a half. Um, I think, I think something like six of the last seven games in Coors Field have gone over that number. So I like over 10.5 for Washington and Colorado today. I like over 216 today um, for Dallas and Phoenix. Over 216. Um, the first game went way over. I, I just don't I don't think Dallas is going to be able to get stops. Like Phoenix did everything that they wanted to do so effortlessly in game one. They were playing with pace. They were moving the ball around. And on the flip side to that, I think Dallas is going to have some things they could take advantage of too. Like, I don't think Phoenix is going to have an answer for Luka Doncic this series. I think their strategy is going to be, hey, let, let's let Luka go. And then, you know, let's just shut down the role players. Let's make it difficult for Brunson and Dinwiddie and, and all those other guys. I think these are going to be games where Phoenix is going to get up. Dallas is going to have to change the way that they play and get out of that, you know, walk the ball up the floor and shoot with five seconds left on the shot clock crap that they do. And then I think that those are going to push the scores up. 215 is not, excuse me, 216 is not that high number. And I think it's going to go over. I think that holding Phoenix down below, you know, 115-ish right now is asking a lot. They scored 121 in the first game, and I think that this one's going to go over. One more. Let's see what we got. I took Philadelphia plus eight. I'm not giving you that one because that's me picking with my heart. <laughs> um, let's give you this one. I'll give you the Twins today um, covering the money line against the Baltimore Orioles. The Twins are throwing Dylan Bundy, who no relation to Al Bundy. Um, 
He's I'm laughing at my own joke. That's pathetic. Um, Dylan Bundy has thrown well this season. Um, and facing a Baltimore team that they're not any good. Let's I mean they're eight and sixteen. So anytime Baltimore's playing, it's a it's not a terrible idea to bet against them, especially when you got a pitcher like Bundy on the mound, who is three and one, two nine, five ERA, whip of under one. Um, Kyle Bradish is throwing for Baltimore, and we think that the Twins at this price are a good bargain. We think they would win probably three or out of four times in this situation. So let's go with Minnesota to get the win. Thanks to everybody for listening, man. This has been a good show. This has been a good week. We've had a great week here. We've had a lot of good guests. We've talked about a lot of stuff. And, you know, we got the playoffs that are rolling right around the corner. We're so excited for tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be a busy day. We're going to be out at El Paso um, celebrating Cinco de Mayo for lunch. Then we're going to head on down the bayou for the playoff game at 6. Like, we got a whole lot going on. We're so excited. Um, Tomorrow's show will be a lot of fun. Friday's show will be a lot of fun. And then, of course, we've got the Sports Corner on Saturday. And then next week, we're good to start previewing. Like, I, I promise you. Well, I'm giving you a, a, a deal with weighted odds. I was just about to say, oh, I promise you we'll have a local team in Sulphur. Well, duh, two of them are playing one of those. That was a dumb thing to say. But, yeah, we're going to have a high school baseball still next week. We'll be previewing Sulphur hot and heavy and getting ready to make that trip. So you've been listening to Play by Play. This is Casey Disclare wishing you all a great rest of the day. May God bless you and your families. Um, same time tomorrow. Looking forward to the Del Paso. God bless everybody. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.